from Relay FM. This is the Pen Addict, episode 192. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Harry's. I'm back. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Mr. Brad Dowdy. Brad, I am back on the microphone. I've been away from recording mostly for like a week, and I couldn't let this episode go by without me being part of it. I think it's more like back from the dead, right? I mean, oh, you man. were you weren't you weren't like regular sick. You were like I can't move yeah. on laid up in a bed for days sick, like seriously ill. Yeah, I had a throat infection. Um, mm. and which is one of the worst things that I can get, right? I couldn't I could barely talk. But right. it just it completely just destroyed me. Like I yeah. it was one of those things <laughs> where I'm like I want to send a text message to someone and I couldn't pick up my phone. <laughs> it was it well, was tough. Well, speaking of throat infections, what's up, Dan Bishop? <laughs> oh, you know, just you know, infecting the throats of America. <laughs> well known for his infectious nature. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we got DJ Mikey H back on online. So I'm back you know, I know. on tables. English accent. Yes, yes. So everyone that doesn't know this voice, it's Dan Bishop from Karis Customs. Um, and we're, we are going to talk about uh, the LA Pin Show later on in this episode because uh, Dan and I will both be out there this weekend. So I, I'm pretty jacked about that. You got you guys ready to roll, Dan? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much so, right? Yeah. What choice yeah, do you have at this? Yeah, we're loading everything up um, because we're actually flying this time, so... Uh, it's all going in suitcases and going under a plane. Yeah, yeah. Well, I am I am glad uh, that Mike's back, so uh, you don't have to put up with me for a whole episode like Aziza did last week. Uh, we need to I get to I that in a minute about about uh, last week's episode, but there was something I wanted to mention first, because obviously I wasn't here last week, so I didn't get to thank all of our listeners who have backed our Kickstarter. Um, we met our goal. We have set, we're at halfway through nearly about 17 days to go. We've made, uh, as of recording, $11,733, which is amazing. Thank you so much. Nice. This morning, yeah. I booked my flights to Atlanta. So it's going ahead. It's happening. I'm so, so happy and so, so thankful for everybody that has uh, backed the project so far. There's still time. You know, if you still want to get yourself uh, a pack of those lovely notebooks um, or you want to watch the video of us recording episode 200, it will be episode 200 of the Pen Addict Live with me, Brad and Anna, um, and some other great uh, pen show goodness. Um, going back, our Relay Con Atlanta kickstarter thank you so much to the 345 people that have so far done that i love every single one of you yeah and if you can by chance make it there i know a bunch of people have planned yep. to make it it's a lot of people came last mega. year it keeps growing like every week there's like something kind of new and it, it's basically going to be a big social event which is what it turned out to be last year and um <coughs> so much fun and um you know if by chance you can make it there it will be more than worth your while i think just in uh, awesomeness and if you're interested book a hotel room because they're going to sell out <laughs> yeah yeah definitely um we had issues last year last minute stuff um it was booked out and i know we're we're bringing more people this year so just get on that if you're interested do it soon so last week's episode uh, was fantastic. I was actually really happy to listen to it just as a listener. It was quite, it was quite <laughs> nice. You and Aziza were amazing. Um, I'm so happy that the episode happened. It was just wall to wall was excellent, and we've had such great response, rightly so, from everybody. So I again want to just extend my thanks to Aziza for stepping in for me um, and for making an episode better than I could have done. <laughs> Yeah, um, she was awesome. You know, I noticed that 
I said um a lot more than I ever do because I was reading the ads and I had lots of ums in there. <laughs> you did a good job, man. I gotta say, yeah. you you really you really helped me out there, and I appreciate that. The ads were fantastic as well. Everyone's gonna yeah, no, no problem, no problem. I don't mind doing it, and is I don't listen back a hundred to hundred percent of our episodes, but I made sure to listen back to that one. And I was like, oh wow, I am on the um train on this <laughs> on this episode. So it's normally something I don't think about, but um, it it got me on that one. But uh, Aziza was awesome. I got more um, feedback on this episode than I think any other episode we've ever recorded. So uh, I appreciate her coming on and we will definitely have her back because everyone's already uh, chomping at the bit to get her back on. She was great. So one of one of the things, aside from the, the emails I got and tweets I got about how great the episode is, everyone wants to know what is the ink that we discussed last week because Aziza pronounces things correctly. And we were talking about Ackerman inks, and I can't even uh, attempt to pronounce uh, Ackerman number Ackerman number twenty eight like she did, which is the Hofquartier grown. Grown, yeah, but there was like no G in it when she said it. It's like Owen, like it was very like legit, and she did it so fast. Everyone after the show, (laughs) what was that green? What was that green? Even just this morning, right before we started recording, um, I got another tweet. What was that ink? So it's Ackerman number 28. That's what you can look up. It's a killer ink. We'll have the link in the show notes to the picture that she did. It's my number one green ink because it's bright. Um, it's not, I don't like dark green inks. I like bright. And this one's kind of yellow, uh, kind of got some undertones. It shades. It's kind of a crazy ink. It's good looking. It's, yeah, it's great. Um, I, she uses it in like the super, super wide nibs. I have it in probably one of the finest nibs that I own, which is the Franklin Christoph Needlepoint. Um, and it, it's just as vibrant in that fine of a um, nib as in a very, very wide nib. So it's a great, just a great all around. Where can you buy that from? Well, if you're going to be at the LA Pin Show, you come see me at the Van S table and they will have Ackerman number 28. And... If you want it, um, just like Ackerman number four, which is shocking blue, they'll sell out of that like as soon as they put it up. So if you want Ackerman inks, um, check Vaness and um, they'll get you hooked up. But you you, you just have to you have to be on it. Um, If you know you want it, you got to get it. So there's a few colors that sell out fast. Number four being the primary one that goes. Do you want to you want to grab a bottle for me? (laughs) I'll give you (laughs) this looks amazing. well, they'll have it in. We'll get it for Atlanta. They'll just oh, bring perfect. it there when they come. There you go. I can put that on my list. Yeah. So it's a. It's just a. It's a. It's a good everyday green ink. Just like you know, if I have a a blue, black, and orange, uh, kind of a turquoise and a green. If I have those those colors, I'm looking pretty good. Maybe a purple. I mix those in there too. So those are kind of my primary colors, and this is my green. I'm just starting sure. an Atlanta shopping list note. And, yeah, and exactly. Apple notes, and I just added uh, that ink to it. Dan, someone asked me um, in the Slack room, I think, we were talking, getting some uh, Q&A for you later on in the show, and this has kind of uh, made me think about it. I was thinking about this the other day and thinking about this now. For all the pens you make and you make fountain pens, do you actually use fountain pens? Yes and no. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not your pri- um, is it it's not it's nowhere near your, like your primary writing pen. If you're writing, you're writing with one of your other pens, right? I- I don't do a lot of writing. I do a mm-hmm. lot of doodling and some note taking. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, I, I have a Doan, one of the smaller Doan notebooks, and an EDK mm-hmm. for all my work stuff because they pair well. Mm-hmm. And um, in my in my uh, 
superstition case. I've got a couple of uh, render Ks and some rotating mechanical pencils. But if I'm going to write something that I know someone else is going to see, then yeah, I'll use a fountain pen. But otherwise, I I just do a bunch of chicken scratch and Batman doodles. So, <laughs> what about what about ink? Do you have any particular ink that you, if you use a fountain pen, is there a particular ink, or you're just like whatever? Uh, you're gonna get mad at me, but just regular nah. Noodler's Noodler's Black. Um, Nothing wrong with that. That's a great ink. I wouldn't get mad I, at you. It's I like the way it works, and um, it's it's cheap and it's consistent. Yeah. I I like most of the time my use of fountain pens consists of checking um quality yeah. or you know i'm engineering something and i want to just double check something so having the same ink all the time and all my pens lets me compare things quickly because you know i don't have one that's more saturated or or you know less lubricated or whatever it just it's something it's like equivalent of a number two pencil for me basically yeah yeah well i, I was actually inking up some pens this morning i was like dying to get pilot black in one of them i was like i just need a good solid black and that's my favorite just kind of go to black um before we get further everyone's uh correcting me in the chat room thank you tanya and lisa ackerman shocking blue is number five number five so that's that's the number one seller uh, of the ackermans and always goes fast so well cool i yeah i am all about some noodlers black um it's a good ink and black inks are tough because they, you kind of find one you stick with, and and you just that's it. There's really not a lot of variants and a lot of different black inks, unless you're getting into like a a sailor nano black, which is requires a little bit more maintenance and is, I'm, is awesome. I'm, I'm about as lazy as it comes. Like I just did some reading and I saw that Noodler's Black was the best thing, so I I yeah. ordered some on yeah. from Goulet and. That's I just keep using it, you know. Yep. Why mess with something that works? So you can't you can't go wrong with that. And if you're lazy, don't use the Sailor Nano. Um, if you do use it, you'll go, "Wow, this is great!" But if you leave it in your pen for like two weeks, you're going to come back and you're going to be ticked. So oh, that's that's another bad thing I do. Um, because I make the pens that we sell, I uh-huh. probably I don't even know how many I have inked, and it's it's I mean, oh, they don't yeah. get damn. They don't get damaged, you know, and no. you know, I just r- rinse the nibs out and stuff, but it's I'll I'll open up a pen that's been sitting in my desk. And part of that's just because I like to see how long, you know, I'll be like, "Oh, well, I probably haven't used this pen for a month." And I'll open it and if it still writes well, then I pat myself on the back and and go about <laughs> my day. Not that I have anything to do with the nib technology, but it just, you know, makes me feel like I've accomplished something. Yeah, you sound like Mike a couple of weeks ago. Last, I think it was the last episode before you were sick. Mike, you were you were discovering um, some some oopsies that you've uh, had inked up for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, I went and bought, <laughs> nothing that bad. Nothing. I that went and bad. Bu- I went and bought the uh, ultrasonic cleaner after that episode. I was oh, like, crap, I gotta get I gotta get ahead of this. Yeah, Dan was giving me grief about my picture. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you gotta use water. You need water at the ultrasonic cleaner, Brad. I know. Like, I know. Work. <laughs> so i there's more to it's not a it's not the world beater that it's made out to be but i need to try it some more so we'll see we'll see for sure um this next topic i want to talk about is pretty amazing and uh speak it's kind of uh, related to being ticked off and that's our friend tony skull and breens at uh everyday commentary did a, t- a review of the twisby classic did you gentlemen happen to read this uh by chance i looked over uh, it <laughs> I, did, I, did, I did not. Read I didn't it. need to read it. <laughs> so Tony, t- 
Tony pulls no punches, uh, which is why I love him. And he's been on the show. And I think we'll get him on the show to, to talk about this because he, he emailed me before he he posted it. Um, and he didn't send me the article, but he said, I'm getting ready to post this tomorrow and it's going to be bad. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I can't wait to read it because his takedowns are usually pretty epic. And, um, he pretty much destroyed this pin every which way to Sunday. And I made sure to tweet it out to our followers, to, uh, to read it and to, to my followers on Twitter, because he actually has some kind of, um, he has some setup mistakes and he does some things wrong um in this and I, he knows it and there's been a lot of back and forth with um uh, on twitter uh saying you know you're not supposed to do that and you're not supposed to do this and not supposed to do that but it was just fun to kind of get uh someone who's not like comp- he's into the obsession that we are but more in you know knives and lights and things like that not in pins so he got he got a little bit sideways on the Twisby Classic and and I don't blame him, although some of the uh, some of the anger was was misplaced a little bit. But we'll, we'll need to get him back on there. But if you if you want a good laugh, it, it's it's a good read. Um, needless to say, he hates the pen and um, it's garbage, but he, he maybe didn't start with the best Twisby yeah, for him, though, yeah. really, because that's not really the best one for many people. Right. I would agree. And he has a vanishing point, which he enjoys. Yeah. And he's bought an Edison Pearlette, which he loves. And so he knows, you know, he has some good pins to reference off of. And he's yeah. just really, really upset at this pin in a in a very Tony kind of way. So I just wanted to throw that out there if y'all hadn't seen it. It's worth a read. You're going to disagree with him a lot. I disagree with him a lot on a lot of his points because he's just flat out wrong on some pieces. <laughs> But just in the way he he writes and the way he rips out apart some of the things that deserve to be ripped apart, um, I, I like I like Tony's style and um, it, it's it's well worth a read. Oh, I've 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 been the victim of a few of those, so yeah, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I I think he brings a a different voice, which is which is good because there's a lot of people who. Especially since we started out making rollerballs and things like that before we did mm-hmm. fountain pens. There's a lot of people who are, aren't in the fountain pen community that have been pulling into it that don't they don't want to mess with all the you know, the fussiness that a lot of a lot of us will tolerate. They just wanna do certain things and so having somebody who just basically goes, you know, wide open throttle till it breaks is is yeah. good for the community because people can kind of go, Oh, Okay, yeah, I don't have to hold it with my pinky out, and you know I can, right? You know, do a couple things. So, right. And Tony's a hardcore user of the products, right? He is not um, like a desk jockey. He is getting out there. He's a lawyer, but he's out in the field a lot, out in prisons a lot. He's taking dozens of pages of handwritten notes a day. So he's mm-hmm. he's cranking on on all the stuff that he uses. So it, it's good to get that perspective from uh, someone who's really like torture tested these these products that he reviews that's why i enjoy reading this stuff so much yeah it's it's painful to see him to skewer some of your work but <laughs> at the same time it's it happens to all of us yeah i i come from an art background so critiques are an important part of it yeah yeah just like you know people are uh you know reviewing our cases you know like it it's it's good to get you know difficult feedback you know you don't want to hear it but sometimes it it opens your eyes and uh you know, like um, Matt from Pen Habit reviewed our, our cases this week and um, uh, he did a really good job and he was effusive. But, you know, he has some some uh, nits to to pick and, and they're completely valid and, and things like that. So you you appreciate people that take the time to to do that, even if it's uh, if it's not 
perfectly your way, right? Right. Nothing's perfect. And if you think yep. something that you make is perfect, then you're wrong. Right. Period. So right. everything's got room for improvement. Right. Everything. Well, what it, what is perfect is is Mike's handwriting. And Mike, you you launched out a you launched out a handwritten tweet to me the other day. That was cool. Yeah, I I uh, took your advice. So uh-huh. I just, you you want your kind of challenge to me on the show was to try and do it every day, and I haven't done it every day. But I'm I'm because I've forgotten. I'm trying to make this a thing. It makes sense to me to do it. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to try and do a little bit more of it. And what what I have got there, so I think maybe next week um, I want to talk a little bit more about the topic of, of what okay. to do um, in regards to using my pens and using my stuff more because I've had so much feedback on it and we, we haven't really had the chance to address it. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, basically what I did last week is uh, I broke out one of my DDC uh, dead prints because mm-hmm. that's the books I've been really been wanting to use those and I've been just taking some little notes here and there um, I've been writing some thoughts down kind of randomly I've been just taking some work notes some notes of phone calls and stuff so mm-hmm. I'm not using uh, I'm not using it for anything amazing but I'm using it a little bit more often than I did before and I also have a new pen to go with it which I want to talk about next week as well uh, I bought a mm. e- eco oh cool so yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to see uh, what you think about that, and uh, if you go uh, all Tony on us on that one. Or I not. also got um, again. I'll talk about these next week. I haven't had the chance to open them, but here, that is three Disney Crew Togos. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so they came I, as well. Yeah, those are. I've actually been using those since I, I've I've reviewed them last week, and uh, my kids use them every day. Like yeah. that's their that's their their current favorite pencil. Yeah, they're, they're, they're really cool, and I want to play them a little bit more and talk about them next week. But yeah, so I, I'm doing a little bit more. I've cleaned out some stuff. Uh, I'm trying to be a little bit more conscious of the way that I'm using these things, and I still have a lot more um, to go through of the feedback that we've been sent. Um, so I want to talk about that. I, I think it might last over a few weeks, in all honesty. Uh, right. Because there's so much stuff, and I think this might be a little bit of an ongoing thing for me, and I hope that it might you know, in turn help some of our listeners as well think about this this stuff because I know that we, I've had a lot of people kind of contact me in solidarity for my, my current, <laughs> current concerns. So thanks yeah. to everyone that sent stuff in and we're going to get into this in a little bit more detail in the coming episodes. Cool. Well, uh, let's uh, let's talk about one of our good friends before we really get into it with Dan and talk about some more uh, Karis Custom stuff and the LA Pen Show that's coming up. You bet this week's episode is brought to you by our friends at Harry's. Uh, I had a call with Harry's yesterday, Brad. Um, they wanted to just check in with me because uh, they love supporting the show. And nice. They're, they're really happy with the response. So I want to thank everyone uh, that goes and buys Harry's products and encourage you to continue doing so because they love supporting the show. They're like, why Why is the pen addict? Why does it perform so well? I'm like, because these guys <laughs> love to spend money. That's what it is. But more than that, we love a good deal, right? Shaving is expensive. Right. And what Harry's does is they give you great quality products, which we love. We all love good quality products listening to this show at a fair price. This is what Harry's is all about. They make their own blades. They're German engineered. They have these five blade cartridges that they create that will give you a close, comfortable shave without cuts or razor burn. They guarantee the quality of their products because they believe in them so much. You'll get a full refund if you're not happy. Over a million people have switched to Harry's and you should be one of them if you haven't already because they offer those high quality razors for a high quality shave at about half the price of other big brand blades. For example, an everyday shaver 
that uses Harry's will save about $150 each year. They'll ship them to your front door for free. They have a great starter set. For just $15, you'll get a razor, moisturizing shave cream, and three razor blades. Their razors look fantastic. All of their products smell great, and it all feels great. This is a top-quality product that I know listeners of this show will enjoy. If you haven't already, it's time to stop overpaying for a great shave. Go to harrys.com, and you will get $5 off if you use the code PENADDICT at checkout with your first purchase. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. Enter the coupon code PENADDICT at checkout for a special $5 off, so you can get yourself that starter set for just $10. Thank you so much to Harry's for their support of this show and Relay FM. Awesome. Thank you, Harry's, very much. Dan uh Dan could use someone. He's he's trimming up whatever he's growing on his face. I don't I don't even know what it looks like right now, but I guess I guess I'll see this weekend, won't I, Dan? Do we have some Wolverine going or what do we got going right now? Uh, I, I think we might try some Wolverine because <laughs> the guy the other employee that's coming with me is Paul that some mm-hmm. of you have seen on, on the Slack room and stuff. He's our customer service guy. And he's got quite the beard, and I didn't mm. want to be like the beardy twins at the show, so <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta go back to the chops because it just, it just feels better. It's like just natural, you know, it's just yeah. the way it's supposed to be. I hear you. I hear you. Well, before before we get into that, and and I have a couple of Karis questions for you. Mike wants to yell at us first. Apparently, I didn't realize this, but what do you got? What do you got, Mike? I've, I mean, we spoke about this before the show, and you guys said that I was crazy. I don't know how I missed this, but I've been seeing this like knock co case with a little Karis Customs tag popping up in places, and I don't know how I've missed this. You guys worked together on something at some point that yeah got under that, my radar. That, was, that would be called the the superstition edition, is what you missed because all of knock co's products are named after local landmarks, and we have the famous superstition mountains here in Arizona, and so we did a superstition edition case and pen notebook bead lanyard combo question mark (laughs) yeah i don't know how you missed it it was all over social media i must have been asleep so can people still buy this it was limited edition so we've sold out it's long gone and they you know dan wanted to do a special sinclair kind of around the the launch and they're their uh, label that they did for the Sinclair so killer, um, yeah. you know, with the I'm s- with the I'm flag. I'm so happy with that. I'm so happy with that tag. Yeah, it makes the, me happy. The first time <laughs> I saw that, I was like, "Wow, this is this is uh, unbelievable." And then and then to top it off, the EDK y'all t- y'all did was legit. I mean, it's so cool. That's a it's a really great one. Yeah, I it was. I've always wanted to, we talked about doing a collaboration for a long time with you guys, kind of on, you know, on the back end of things. And yep. when you guys had, because we were launching the, the the EDK around the same time. And so right. we, we wanted to do something special. And since you guys were open to it, you know, we kind of went all out and, and did this. And to be fair, I think part of the popularity was because of your, your cases because people would contact us and say, "Can I buy just the case? I don't want your pen. I just want the." Pen. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, no, well, it's that's fine. <laughs> that's what makes a good collaboration, right? I mean, we we do right. something cool, you do something cool, and and we we party together. I like it. <laughs> it's my kind of thing. It's my kind of project to work on, and I know uh, Jeff was stoked to work on it too. So that that was really cool. I I just got asked the yesterday or two days ago about um, the render K. 
um, that you guys make for us and um, that we're currently out of and we're not going to make anymore. And you're actually making some tweaks to the render K, right? Can you can you tell us what's going on with that product lineup? Because I'm interested because that's one of that's the first that's how I and a lot of people got into Keras Customs first. I guess that was was that the first machine pen? Yeah, that was that was the first one. That was the one that I kind of dreamt up at home on a weekend and, you know, scribbled out on paper and then turned into our first Kickstarter project. So it's yeah. really crazy, like looking back at this now, um, how much it's changed the business, right? You just had this little idea for a pen and now it's this whole big thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We were talking about that. I mean, if, if you do look, I mean, the pen type A was the first, you know, machined pen, but we're, we were kind of the first company to you know base a business around machine pens in the U.S. And it, it, it's just nuts to see, you know, we're up to, um, I always forget, I have to list them out. So we did the render K, the bolt, the, the retract, the ink, the fountain K, and the EDK. That's six. Six mm-hmm. models of pens now. That's bananas. I can't even think of that, but... No, the the line that we're we're going to be kind of referring to it as the K series now. Okay. Um more or less the the way that the fountain K works now is that there's a grip section that screws into the body. And it from the outside it looks identical to the to the render K. So we're adapting the roller ball and ballpoint line to work with the same architecture as the the fountain k so now the cap in the body will be a universal product and then everything else will be uh, accommodated to use that as opposed to having several different versions of the of the pen yeah that that only makes complete sense right i mean not just from your manufacturing perspective but from a customer's perspective if you know, they need to swap parts. You know, everyone that listens to us and buys your stuff is always fidgeting with their stuff and mixing and matching anyway. So that'll that'll be good for everybody. Yeah, I actually had a, a, a customer come in yesterday. He's a local guy from Tucson. Um, his name was Joseph. If I remember his name right, I'm bad at names. <laughs> but it was it was funny because you talked about the beginning, you know, people recognize my voice. He, he came in the door and I said, hey, how's it going? And he goes, you're Dan, right? I recognize your voice. <laughs> it's kind of creepy, but... Um, no, he, he came in and he bought up some different products cause he wanted to switch, switch up the caps and all the different stuff. And, um, we're working towards making everything better, more, mo- you know, modular in the line and consistent so that you don't have to worry about, oh, does this work with this or this work with this? It's just all going to work all the so, time. So the hope is that people could buy multiple pens of different lines even, and you can still mix and match and customize and make them your own. Right, like the Fountain K and the um, and the regular Render K pens. We won't have to have two different versions of it any longer. It's going to just be the, the, the grip section now is works with rollerballs or, or ballpoint or the P8126 or whatever. It just works with all the stuff. Kind of like how you built the, the ink. When you built the ink, it, it was all built to, to allow for that, right? Pretty right. much. Yeah, yeah, this is this is better. In fact, right. we improved the machining finishes on a lot of the pens. And so 
the it looks fantastic, but when it comes to like the the grip section on the render K, we wanted to keep it uh, keep it to where it wasn't super smooth and slick on the grip section. So we actually have like a I don't know what you would call it. We could come up with a fancy name for it, but it's basically a ultra fine um, machined texture on the hmm. on the surface of the grip section that'll I'll give it some grip, but you won't. It doesn't look like anything's on there. Gotcha. So gotcha. it's super cool. So the retract is the only pin that doesn't have a fountain pen counterpart. When are you making a retractable fountain pen? <laughs> Everyone keeps asking that. <laughs> um, probably the we probably won't be ever. I, yeah. I mean, it, maybe if this turns into like a giant empire, like right. you know, one of these companies, like Lamy or somebody, where we have a huge facility, but. The engineering and stuff that goes into that, and uh, there's a reason that retractable <laughs> fountain pens are so specially expensive because there just right. aren't a lot of them. There's like four right. or five, right, that we know of that right. are with, that people can buy, right? You, you got to take out some of the stupid ones, like that one we spoke about a couple of weeks ago that moved by watch movement. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like there are, there is a very small handful, and they're all very expensive because. I yeah. can't even imagine the work that needs to go into making something like that happen. Well, it's it's funny because the engineering side of stuff uh, isn't too terribly crazy. Most people, you know, I'm not an engineer, and but I I play one on TV kind of thing. Uh, the the main issue is nibs. The, the the technology used to make nibs is very specialized. And a lot of the companies that have been doing it either do it in-house or farm it out to people who've been doing it for 100 years. Hmm. So, I mean, you could do, you know, small batch one-off stuff, you know, using a jeweler or, you know, doing something really slow. But in production, it just doesn't make sense because, you know, we don't want to make $1,000 pens. Right. No, you know, that's not the market that we're in. So making a special nib unit that uses a a retractable mechanism and has all that stuff would be problematic to say the least. I mean, we could do it. It's just, would it be worth the investment and the, and the time to put into it? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe someday. But, right. But just not. Yeah. I not mean, I'm now. not saying no. Yeah. Like if somebody yeah. came up to us and said, Hey, we want you to make this and this is how it's going to work. And, you know, have one of those sacks with a dollar sign drawn on it and they drop it <laughs> on my desk. I'll, uh, I, I I can make it happen, but no, it's it's mostly just because of the the logistics involved. And now I I have looked at some of the, you know have you seen the safety pens like the safety fountain pens mm -hmm. the ones that are not truly retractable right like the nib unit does kind of recess in I think mm -hmm. it would be fun to do a modern take on that. Um, but as far as like a vanishing point clicky type, uh, yeah, not not anything that would happen in the next five to ten years. I would bet so. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I I would say that's say that's about right. So when is this? Um, when is these new K series? When are we looking at um getting seeing those for the first time? Um, we're we're working on manufacturing them right now. Um, we're we're getting rid of some of our older stock. Um, just the the I would call, I guess the version one point mm. Um, not that we're just selling some of those out and. Getting getting those out of our our inventory just so we're not having a bunch of parts because they look 
pretty much identical, like the caps and stuff do, but some of the internal dimensions and things are different. So we don't want to have a bunch of stuff overlapping in the warehouse. Right. So as soon as that stuff kind of gets out the way, um, I just said get out the way. Um, <laughs> as soon as some of that is out the door, we're we're going to be ready. I mean, we're still manufacturing. We still have to make a bunch of, of bodies. We're, we're kind of recovering from the holiday season a little bit, which was great for us. But at the same time, you know, it's like a bakery. Your whole goal is to sell out at the end of the day. So, you know, every day when you sell out a product, you have to make more. And that's kind of what we're, the stage we're in right now. So as far as barrel materials go, are you looking at anything new across the in, entire lineup? Um, you know, just uh, uh, more out of curiosity. I mean, I think, I don't know that you necessarily need it. I love the aluminum. Uh, aluminum is still my favorite anodized aluminum. But um, just, are y'all y'all playing around with anything? Um, I'm. We're we're playing around with it. Uh, there's some other materials that we're looking at, and the main the main issue with other materials is they don't they don't machine the same as metal does. So you have to do different setups and things like that to make them work well. So after we meet our production numbers for our existing products, then we can kind of explore other options. So it's probably going to be, I mean, I, I think we're going to try to experiment with some stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we've talked about it before and we did several years ago, uh, use phenolic or we call it phenolic because that's the name of the plastic. Micarta is what most people know it as. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, that, that material is kind of finicky. That's kind of why Twisby, uh, discontinued their pens because it's, it's notoriously brittle. Yeah. So we're looking at, I mean, there's other plastics like Delrin and things that are machinable, but we just have to see what makes the most sense. Or if, if we need to design a new pen, around those materials rather than try to adapt it to an existing product. That might be I, a better solution. I gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. You know, everyone likes to, um, you know, it's good that you're, you're so accessible to the community. Um, you're, you're never short of uh, suggestions for what you should make. Are you? Oh, everybody's, everybody's always asking about, you know, this or that, which is, which is totally fine. It's and awesome. It's, we it's love our customers. Because, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah and i mean it's good to get feedback but it's funny when you get feedback from the same three people over and over and over again <laughs> um everybody wants titanium too which is is so fascinating to me um it's it's a it's an interesting material titanium is used on all kinds of stuff you know mm. high performance bicycles to the space shuttle and stuff and it's really only optimized um in its use because it's it's weight uh, to strength ratio is so good. You know, you can make mm -hmm. it really thin walled and it's really strong. But if you make something like a pen that's got thick walls and all this stuff, you're just making it out of titanium to say that it's titanium. It doesn't have any advantage. Right. So it would be cool, but I'm. Um, it's just not. I don't know. Yeah, it's not something that we're interested in at this time. And you know, I can't. You know, don't want to say never. Um, because, you know, like you said, you'd never use fountain pens and the people come back right. and poke fun at you. But mm -hmm. it's uh -huh. the, the production of it's a little bit more difficult. It, like I said, it's anytime you change materials, um, whether softer or harder, 
things change a little bit and you potentially have to, you know, get new tooling and, and uh, do your setups a little differently. So you, right now we're focusing on making sure we have things in, in stock for our customers and, and have a good consistent product, which, you know, we've been working towards and making small improvements on everything like little by little. And most people um, don't notice it, but it's things that we, we strive to, to do on a regular basis and have been very happy to um, have little uh, stepping stones of accomplishment along the way. Well, let's, uh, let's take this and transition it over to, to the LA pin show. Are you bringing anything special that I'm going to um, need to, to see on the day you arrive in LA? <laughs> um, we, we're going to bring something a little interesting. Um, mm-hmm. It's nothing out of like new materials, but we're going to, bring some stuff that's a little bit different. Um, and, um, I won't say what it's just, we'll, we'll have, you know, a handful of things, um, to show off. We're going to do some, as always, a, a handful of stone washed items. And we have a bunch of our clipless, um, pens there too. And people will get to look at the colors in person because as a lot of you have seen before, some of the colors don't photograph as well, or it's just not, it's not the same because anytime mm-hmm. you see anything on the internet that your monitor could be different than somebody else's monitor. So the color's not there. It's just when people see product and see it in hand, it's, it's much more impressive than seeing it on Instagram or something like that. So yeah. um, I encourage anybody, even if you don't want to buy something, you're not going to hurt my feelings. If you want to come and check out the pens and just like hold them or, you know, whatever, just just come talk to us. You know, we're not going to, you know, freak out if you don't buy anything. It's just we're yeah. there to show people what we what we do and and what we have to offer. So um, come on down and don't feel bad if uh, if you're not going to spend money with us. But if you do, that's fantastic, too. Yeah, we talk about I've said it a million times. The chat room is going nuts on it right now that your your gray anodized aluminum is one of the best colors of any pen of any company like ever. It's killer. It does not photograph well at all until I got that (laughs) until I got that pen in my hands. I didn't realize how legitimately cool that pen is. Um, It's it's awesome. And uh, that's that's one you want to see in person because uh, you will walk away with one. I'm, I'm sure it's a great it's a great color. Oh, and it's some of the other colors that we have right now because the anodized process is so interesting. Um, yeah. Most anodizers, well, really quick, uh, the most anodizers, they do like silver black and then some hard hard anodized, which is like a special hard coating. They don't really do colors, um, but they our, our anodizer does colors, but it's it's not to color match. It's just more like, hey, we have a blue, we have this, and kind of you get what you get. But that being said, they're really good at several colors. The gray turns out awesome. The black turns out awesome. Silver is awesome. But they do a wicked awesome purple. Like, unbelievable. Um, And they um, sometimes they they give us a gold that just rivals brass. It just looks awesome. So um, come down and check it out. Um, Now that we're offering uh, black grip sections with our pens, too, that I keep forgetting that we did that. It just it like it looks so cool to see some of these pens with a black section on them, um, and you can 
you can just experiment. We can take stuff out and, you know, put it together and show you how it looks. And it's just, it's just kind of fun. It's, it's kind of Tinker Toy, you know, asking yeah. it's the way that you can put stuff together. And we just want people to have fun with it. Like we want people to see that they have options and that they can, they can kind of customize their, their product to their own liking. And, um, I don't know. It's pretty fun to see people for the first time, you know, hold something in their hands and like realize that, you know, this looks nothing like it did on the internet. They kind of go wide eyed and their spouse or significant other that they brought to the show just kind of shakes their head and says, yeah, whatever you can get it. Yeah, go ahead. So <laughs> yeah, that's after they've get, they've got, they get punched on like, Oh, look at this. Look at this. I'm like, Oh yeah, whatever. You're crazy. Yeah, They're checking their phone and yeah, that's yeah. nice dear. <laughs> so let's 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 get let's get you to the show. What does your show schedule look like? What does LA look like for Karis Customs? Um, you know, as far as what you did last year, what are you going to do this year? When are you showing up? All that good stuff. Give us the rundown. So last year we went every day. Um, the The first few days are very vintage, um, collector, heavy fishing vest um, <laughs> environments. Uh, so. We didn't get a, we got some traction, people just coming over, you know, kind of looking around. But to be fair, we really didn't have a whole lot of options. We had just a few inks and um, people weren't necessarily interested um, in them. So we, the, if you like more modern stuff, you're going to want to come later. So we, we are going to show up Friday afternoon to the hotel and um, see if we can get some stuff out on a, on a on a table just to kind of get our spot situated and then we're going to hang out you know with everybody friday and then sell on uh saturday and sunday cool cool so friday is just kind of a more casual day for you guys there'll be uh, i'm assuming just tables full of people with stuff out on friday and i'm showing up friday afternoon um as well and i guess we're gonna get selling right away as well but it's it's kind of random from what i hear right i mean you just kind of set up where where you where you can grab a spot yeah that's <laughs> yeah. that's some of the politics of pen shows well basically what happens is you uh there's trading days um on the first few days and it's supposed to be kind of first come first serve but people kind of establish squatters rights and yeah. it They'll sometimes they'll try to they'll camp out at the table that there's you know that they're assigned on um, on Sunday so that they can kind of you know leave some of their big bulky stuff out shelves or something like that. So it's it's not officially supported, and I'll probably get in trouble for talking about it by the pen blog mafia. But um, uh, it's it's basically it's supposed to be first come first serve, but it's kind of uh, polite for for you to not stake a claim where somebody else who's established and has been there for several years is coming mm -hmm. in. So it's kind of hard for new companies like us to come in and get spaces like that because there are people who have been coming to the show for 10 or 15 years and they kind of have their spot established. So we have to kind of, you know, shimmy in, in between the, in the, in the cracks to, find ourselves but we're gonna be at the same table that we were last year it's kind of an odd spot single table that i think nobody wants because of its location but um <laughs> we're right by one of the ballroom doorways in a corner so yeah um we're kind of isolated but it's we figured it's the same spot we had last year and it's um for now it's something that works for us and 
I know it should be pretty good. I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to see how different it was from, from last year because we've seemed to have grown significantly since that point. So that's awesome. It, it, it's going to be interesting for me because I haven't exactly DC wasn't exactly this way. I mean, it was kind of open, I guess on Thursday, but then by Friday, everyone was pretty much in their fixed spot, even though there was some moving and shaking on Sunday like that. But right. this is, seems even more variable. All I, all I can tell y'all that I, I'm working for Venice. We're going to be in the hallway on Sunday where we're going to be at until then. I have no clue. And I guess we'll find out when we get there. But um, you'll, you'll, you'll probably – the hallway is usually the last spot to kind of fill because mm-hmm. some of the vendors only show up for the for the later days. So if you're there earlier, you can you can usually stake your – kind of stake your claim at your table. It's It's one of those things where it's – I don't know. I don't know whether it's it's a good thing or a bad thing. But yeah. I mean, the, the the first year that we went, um, we just came in on Thursday and we sat down at a table because there was nobody around, and then we were politely asked to move. Mm. Um, which we, we were kind of like, "What the?" You know, it, right? But we do. It's. I don't know. I guess it makes sense that people who bring in a lot of product aren't going to want to, you know, take everything down and then move it again so yeah it's it's kind of one of those community things that you you take one for the team and and um let everything flow the way that it usually does yeah i kind of hope we get our final destination on friday just so we're not taking down ink um every every night and putting it back up every morning <laughs> that would not be the the funnest uh use of time but uh I, i'm there for lisa I, I will be uh I'll be her uh, her pack mule for uh, getting all that stuff back up to the rooms every night and putting it out every morning. It, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to meeting all kinds of people. That's the best part about this. And I know Friday night, um, we're just going to hang out like at the bar. Then Saturday night, we have kind of a planned event. It's at 730, but it's still going to be like in the bar lobby area. So we're just going to have to mm-hmm. finagle whatever space we can get. And uh, yeah, it's- it, it should be it should be interesting. It doesn't sound as nice as Atlanta. Well, I, it's just different. The hotel's really nice and it has like a big atrium with a bar and a restaurant downstairs. And I think there's actually outdoor space with fire pits and stuff, if I remember right. So um, yeah, because we're just gonna kind of wing it because I know Kenro is is involved with uh, with us on Saturday night and they're bringing like their. Uh, moscow mule mugs and they're going to give some of that stuff away and we're hoping we can get the bar to make some of this stuff out of their their mixes or at least use their stuff so it, it should be cool i'm just interested to see how this space is going to work out but i i think it, it's going to be awesome regardless i mean we're we're uh resourceful we'll, we always make it work yeah it should be it should be pretty good and you know it's it's nice to have a lot of stuff in you know all there in the hotel because once people get there you know you don't want to have to take a bunch of cabs or worry about, yeah. you know, doing all this stuff to get whatever. So yeah, especially my first time there, I kind of want to keep it, you know, just in the hotel. I probably won't leave the hotel the whole, until I get back on my plane on Monday morning. It's just going to be busy in a good way. Yeah. that That's kind of my plan too, is I like to kind of treat it like a destination resort. I just kind of mm-hmm. show up and do everything there and then leave when it's all finished. Yeah. But Mike, like Atlanta, like I like that setup where starting Friday, you have an assigned table and you kind of know where everyone's at and you come yeah. back the next day and they're all still in the same place. It's That's the thing weird. that seems crazy to me is like that you have to move like that. That just seems it just seems weird. 
DC's a little bit like that, but I, I'm interested yeah. to see how this if this is any different or it's really kind of overblown. It's it's kind of a it's more of a tradition thing, like you know, right in LA, the Andersons have had the same table, you know, for a while, so they just sure. come in and and they everybody just kind of knows that that's that's their table exactly. And, and it's not strictly enforced, and I bet if you if you raise the stink, people would probably get irritated, you know. But um, like for example, last year Mike Mike Masayama, he had to set up the first couple of days at a different spot than where he ended up on Sunday. Ah, and he that's seemed you know he's super polite and yeah. was just happy to be there. But I was like, that's kind of messed up. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm like just let him set up where he's at. But it's it's the trading days and all that stuff. There's a lot of people who will just show up and they won't come on Sunday at all. So. It's their chance to interact with the community without having to deal with the crowds. So yeah. it's, you can't have one without the other. And is that the biggest difference between Friday and Saturday and Sunday? Is Sunday just flat out packed the whole day? Um, I come from a a different background. I'm used to trade shows being and, and these kind of shows just being a madhouse. So I was expecting that kind of stuff, you know, that kind of crowd. And it to me, it, it wasn't overwhelming. But at the same time, we weren't somebody like... We had one table. We didn't have four tables full of product and we were scrambling to talk to, you know, 20 different people. It was just, if you're not talking to one of the two of us, you're standing in line and waiting, which really right. didn't happen because we weren't that, you know, popular of a table. Yeah. That, that, that might change this year. We might be overwhelmed and, and wish that we had brought more people and got more tables, but um, the only way to know that is to show up. So. Yeah, I hope you are, and that's what I, I did uh, for DC last year. It was it was it was nice of uh, the Van S's to bring me out there, so we can see. Okay, will this work for Knock in the next year, and and how would it and how would it be? And that's kind of what I see for LA. You know, is it going to be worth us? You know, trekking across the country um, for Knock? You know, in following years. So it's it's I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be an awesome experience, and uh, you know, everyone who who's out there go see Dan, come see me, you know, say hi, talk, chit chat, you know, everyone, we're out there to have a good time, you know? Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's one of those things where if you've never gone before, um, don't, don't feel weird because it's, it can be a bit intimidating because it's such a different experience than, than anything that you're probably used to. Um, ask, go ahead and ask questions there are going to be some cranky people. Just let them be cranky. You know, it's, you know, what's, what's going to happen. What's there's just guys with trays and trays full of old pens. And, you know, if, if someone's making you feel weird, just walk away, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's uh that's Mike made a lot of people feel weird in Atlanta and they just walked away. That's Where what are I you heard. from boy? <laughs> Actually, you did get a couple of those. I was yeah, like, that, oh that, lord! That exact thing. I'll never, I'll never forget that that question in that way. <laughs> where are you from, boy? Yeah. Hey man, where are you Georgia. at? You got some kind of funny accent, there, guy. Well, I was standing in front of a "Made Here in Georgia" sign. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that might have been the problem. Yeah, yeah, you that didn't really started. work out for you. <laughs> <laughs> well cool any uh any final pro tips we need to know uh before i that i need to know before i go to go to la uh let's see i think we talked about some of this before so if anybody's listening that hasn't gone to a pen show before um bring bring cash and a card so the reason i'm saying that is if you're interested in certain 
especially vintage items. Some of these smaller guys, they like cash, and um, they can't, they don't have the ability to take a card. Um, set yourself, you know, so bring cash, and then kind of, if you have an overflow, if you want to spend more than you have in cash, then bring your card. Because we we had people come to us, and they asked if you took card, and they were, they were you know, thinking that we didn't, and we said yes, and then they whipped out their card and bought some pens. So, oh, cool. um, and, um, you know, you can kind of, you can sometimes haggle with people, you know, it's, it's a little bit swap meet ish. If, if somebody's selling a product that's, that's new, probably not so much a haggle room, but if someone's got a shoebox full of pens, you might ask them, you know, if yeah. you could get, you know, so many for this much or whatever. But, um, yeah, just don't, don't be afraid. Um, always ask questions. Um, uh, the one thing that I would say is before you pick anything up, um, ask, especially if it's in something like if it, you, people have stuff on display, you know, always ask if you can see it. Um, cause you never know if the pen you're picking up is, is a $10 or, you know, $500 pen. And personally, like that was the big thing for me is I just didn't want to accidentally like pick up or, or mess up something that I couldn't afford. <laughs> <laughs> if I broke it. <laughs> yeah, or or squirt ink across the table like Mike did. Oh, wow. I bought that yeah. pen, so... <laughs> I know. I'm glad you, you did. That was pretending my Pretending to, be to, to being an orthopod, he's just like... <laughs> he <laughs> squirts it and then runs away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. I, I'm ready, I think. I think uh, everyone else is ready. Uh, Mike, are you ready for me to be there? Yeah, I'm looking. I, I, what are you gonna do to to do coverage and stuff? You gonna do anything? You gonna be tweeting, <sighs> periscoping, Instagramming? I fully intend on it. Um, I'm gonna try to do it as often and frequently as possible. I just don't know what the setup's gonna be, and you know, you know, my primary uh, thing is to be working for yeah, you have a job to do. Yeah. So I have a job to do. So I'm focused on that first, and then you know. I'll definitely in the in the evenings I'll be tweeting and periscoping and taking pictures and doing cool. all kinds of fun stuff. But, and then uh, next week we'll get a kind of a full breakdown of what the show was like, right? We'll talk about it on the on the show next week. Yeah, we'll get get the full recap and uh, you know hopefully I'll, I'll take a bunch of selfies. I'll be on a selfie train, um, you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for everyone that comes say hi. Um, expect to be selfied uh, there, and we'll we'll get them all posted up. It's just fun, you know. I like to have fun, so I'll I'll, I'll get a. I'll get an image with the beard boys. <laughs> I just pictured Brad like here I am at this table and it's just a picture of him. Like here I am at this table and it's just a picture of him. Like, I'm looking at some great pens selfies. right now. Just a picture of his face. I'm going to do that. I'm going to need, I'm just going to take flat Dan around and, and take some pictures of him. <laughs> you don't, you won't need flat Dan because round Dan is going to actually do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we can, we can round it up together. Yeah. And, it's funny. I invited people to take selfies with me in Atlanta, and I think, oh, I don't think anybody took advantage of it. So <laughs> <laughs> I did sign somebody's packaging, but that was that was it. Nice. Um, but yeah, nice. Um, I, I would say for Brad, like I would expect you're gonna because people haven't the West Coasters. A lot of people haven't had a chance to meet you, so mm -hmm. you're probably gonna have a a few people hanging around, just you know, wanting to pick your brain or say hi. So yeah. I'd be prepared for that. Can't wait. Have some eight by ten glossies ready to go. <laughs> it is LA. Get my headshots. Get my get my right. glamour shots going. Right. You need a <laughs> you need a fancy vest and like your your chin 
on your hand, uh, looking away <laughs> thoughtfully <laughs> with a laser gotta, background. No, he should be, be sitting bedazzled. there with like a, a pen in his mouth, like looking up, like thinking, you know, like uh-huh. one of those kind of things. That's you there need to get to, on that. Yeah, there has to be some bedazzling or some rhinestones. All right, we've gone completely off the rails. So, Dan, I will see you in like two days. Yeah. Very jealous. Very jealous. If you want to find the show notes for this week's episode, head on over to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 192. And thanks again to Harry's for sponsoring this week's episode. Once again, thank you all for your contributions to our Kickstarter campaign. We really, really appreciate that. If you want to find me online, I'm over at uh, Twitter. I'm at imike, I-M-Y-K-E. Brad is at dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. I am imike on Instagram. Brad is penaddict on Instagram, and you can find Brad's work over at penaddict.com. Mr. Bishop, where would you like to send people uh, to go and find out more about you and what you're up to? They can find my work uh, on online or on Instagram at Karis Customs, and you can find my personal stuff at, at Design Concussion online so awesome stuff thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the panatic podcast we'll be back next time until then say goodbye guys goodbye guys goodbye guys